Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Grow Omaha, the only radio show that talks about economic development, construction, business expansion, and all of those things that make Omaha a great place to live or visit. Grow Omaha on News Radio 1110 KFAB. Good morning and welcome to the Grow Omaha Show, Omaha area's only economic development commercial real estate radio program in the area. And uh, I am Trenton Magid, uh, your eternal co-host, and uh, Jeff Beals is power washing my deck. But uh, he will be here and uh, he'll be here next year and that'll be the 15th anniversary show. And uh, we're excited about that. But uh, since Jeff is not here and uh, I am ably guided by two co-hosts uh mike reedman you all know is president of residential sales at mp dodge real estate and then doug basson welcome back to the show doug basson is the urban planning and design manager for hdr and uh he's been on the show a lot of times but it's been a while welcome back good to be back so uh we are very excited to uh usher in uh 2019 with all of our uh, loyal listeners and fans and uh, friends. And um, this show is brought to you by NAI, MP Dodge, Commercial Real Estate, and DNM Roofing. Um, DNM Roofing, as you all know, is a full service certified roofing contractor with more than 50 years of experience in all areas of roofing services, both residential and commercial. They also do siding. You can count on DNM Roofing for speedy, reliable service when you need it. The most. No job is too big or too small. They offer affordable solutions for everyone. DM Roofing experts are highly skilled and have undergone rigorous training. You get free and free estimates. Go to D A N D M D and M Roofing.com. Well, uh, Jeff Beals and I started this show a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen. And uh Right out of high school, right? Yep. And actually, it was actually 5,474 days ago. That's been a long time. Yeah. And I won't tell you who it was, but we 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 got on the radio, and our first guest was new to the city, and uh, he had to call in. And I'm not going to mention who it was, but totally blew us off. And uh, we, were, we didn't know what to do, but uh, we had to wing it, and... Uh, that was the start of the Grow Omaha show, and, and uh, we've moved, moved up to the big leagues here at KFAB, and uh, thanks to Gary Sotomayor and Scott Voorhees and, and the gang here, uh, we don't see an end in sight, and uh, we appreciate it. Mike, what do you, you Well, you, you did mention Dennis, our trusty engineer here, oh, put in the show for us. Mr. Kronikin, yes, yes. Our, our, our producer here, who's a little bit under the weather, um, so we're not sharing a mic with him today. But uh, he is doing well. Well, it is time for the Economic Development News of the Week, sponsored by Eagle Mortgage. Uh, They've been in business for 27 years, uh, licensed mortgage broker serving Nebraska and Iowa, free consultations. Everything's free today if you haven't got the the trend. Uh, Consultations for purchases, refis, get pre-approved, conventional, VA, and, of course, FHA. 
402-397-7180 if you're still using telephones. Or you can just pop in at 303 North 114th in the corner of 114th and Davenport, which is actually south of 114th and Dodge. Go online at eaglemortgagecompany.com. So since Jeff's not here, I figure we don't have to follow our regular format. And there has not been a lot of economic development news over the holidays because people uh, are drinking too much eggnog or something. But there was an interesting article the other day about the uh, historic Logan building on uh, 1802 Dodge Street. Um, the uh, A number of developers have tried to make this thing work. There's a developer um, that's coming to the planning board on Wednesday. We didn't have a regular planning board last Wednesday because of the, the holidays, so we'll have it uh, this coming Wednesday. They want to build uh, about 80 apartments, and they're seeking, let's see, um, $21 million renovation, and uh, I'm sure they want a couple million dollars in tax increment, $2.8 million in tax increment financing, 80,000 square foot building, seven stories. Are you guys familiar with that building? It's a good looking building. It's it's great to see something happening there. Um, it looks like, is it two towers, it looks like? It, yeah, two adjacent buildings look like one. Um, they're combined inside. Um you know, it's one of the few remaining um, vacant buildings downtown. So to see it uh, getting this attention and this activity, uh, I think it would be really a good thing, and especially just south of the Civic Auditorium site. So when you think of everything that could happen there. Yeah, uh, and so they don't know who their neighbors are quite yet. But it's interesting how how much, um, how all these buildings, you know, it's like every show we have different developments going on. It's, just, it's crazy that way. Uh, so instead of talking about, all kinds of economic development news. And what I want to do is is go back to some of the leaders of Omaha. And Doug at, at HDR is one of the leaders on the redevelopment of the Tri-Park area, which is taking the Gene Leahy Mall all the way down to the riverfront. So I don't want to embarrass you, so I'm embarrassed Mike. So Mike Reedman, who was Gene, Eugene A. Gene Leahy? Uh, he was a former mayor, of course. And what was he – what was he – uh, unique about what was unique about Gene Leahy? Well, he might have been impeached. Uh, no, no. <laughs> we've only had, I believe, one mayor that was impeached, and Mike Boyle. Okay, who's come back in spades and he's done wonderful things. Anyway, so this is kind of interesting. So Gene Leahy was born in 1929, uh, passed away January 18th of 2000, was mayor of Omaha from 1969 to 73. Gene Leahy Mall in downtown Omaha is named after him. His unorthodox style endeared him to many Omahans. He was often would often wear a clown suit for for poor children's celebrations, and he had ch- championed the retention of football at the University of Nebraska Omaha when the Nebraska University system wanted to cut it out. Uh, so that only lasted so long. But thank you, uh, Mayor Leahy. Also was known for reading the Sunday comics on a local television station, but. Most importantly, his long-range planning for the city was done in a fashion which did not draw attention to his own guidance and vision, yet he has been one of the enduring backbones which the subsequently the city leaders have built upon. So very important for what Doug does and, and what's going on. Okay, so that was Gene Leahy. Uh, Doug Masson, HDR, who was Ernest Lead? Ernest Lieb. Lead. Le- oh, Ernest Lead. The Lead Center. So, yes. So. He was an auto dealer in Las Vegas. No. Um, no. 
Auto dealer in Omaha. In Omaha? What? What? I thought the claim to fame was Cadillac okay, so dealer. so Auto Row on, on 18, 28th and Farnham. What was his, uh, What which dealership? Do you know? Cadillac? Nope. No? Studebaker. Nope. Dennis Kronikin? Oh, you got me. Uh, Buick. And yeah. so if you go to the Who Nebraska Foundation uh, website and look up Ernest Lead, uh, Christina Hickson, who was the sole... She was 17 years old when she went to work for him right after the war, World War II. And he had the Buick dealership on Auto Row there, uh, about uh, 28th and Farnham. And uh, he was born in Columbus, Ohio. Um, his parents grew up next to each other. When he was 12, he moved to New York City. Um, and he basically calls Omaha, was was really his home. Um, they moved to Kansas City. Um so he comes to Omaha, and he had his own uh, Buick dealership, but no one was buying cars during the war, so they he started a, a tool company and dye company or whatever that made bolts and different materials for airplanes. Um, but what he did was, when, when he decided he didn't like Buick automobiles anymore, um, he had this, this lead precision tool. And then he moves to Las Vegas, and he was kind of quite the economist, basically. What he did was, uh, and Christina Hickson talks about how um, he, he they followed the power lines and where they thought the off-ramps would be and thought where the, the infrastructure was going and just kept buying and buying and buying. And he had he'd never had any offspring. He, everything was in tribute to his parents. The whole Lead Foundation is based on the tribute to Ernest Lead's parents. And... It said that in the video, it said that he sold, he only sold in his lifetime, he only sold one piece of land that he bought just to tell people in Omaha that he wasn't crazy. And um, that just amassed a fortune. And, and not just, you know, in Utah and in, in, in Omaha and Lincoln and other cities, um, she's done a wonderful job of, of spreading that money out. I don't know who takes over after her because she's, she's definitely has, has served a lifetime of, of, of giving. Um, they did build a lot of houses and uh, uh, on the near the strip and a hotel. Oh, that's um, the story that all that ground that he bought in Las Vegas turned into the Las Vegas Strip, where all the big mega well, hotels. Well, a, a, a lot of it. A, a lot of it. He actually lived in the Tropicana for like 15 years himself. So it was kind of she would she would she'd make fun of him, call him kind of because he was so conservative. He didn't spend money, didn't have any kids. Um, she would joke with him that he was he was kind of a uh, a um, recluse. Recluse. Who was the who was the real recluse? The Howard Rick, Hughes. Howard, Howard Hughes. Like kind of like Howard Hughes, but without the the Close. goofiness and all that kind of stuff. And so, thank you, uh, Mr. Lee and Christina Hickson for doing a great job. So here's the wild one. The last part of our economic development slash history of Omaha. Uh, who was Tom Dennison, the old gray wolf? Well, he was the uh, uh, quite a infamous uh, mayor. In the city of Omaha, no, was he not Part, party boss. He was party he, boss. he was a political okay. boss. He was, he was. I didn't know there was going to be a test today. I know. I would have studied <laughs> yeah. before we came. He was. This is for everybody out there as well. Thomas Dennison. Like, there's an old book called like, a Dirty Little River Something Town about Omaha. Dennison was a, a political boss who. The, what you're thinking of is is that he made sure that Dalman was mayor for a long time. He uh, Tom Dennison, the old gray wolf. Um, 
was born in October 26th of 1858 in Delhi, Iowa. Uh, died in 1934 at the age of 75 in California. But he, um, what's interesting about him, he came to Omaha when he was 34 years old, arrived with $75,000 cash. And basically he saw Omaha as a wide open town, meaning that there was little control over gambling, liquor, prostitution, and other criminal interests. And uh, he became known as the city's king gambler. Um, and I think there's a whole Denison like area downtown and stuff. It was it was crazy, but he was basically the power broker between the business community and uh, local vice lords. And he's most infamous for when his man Dalman didn't get reelected in 1919. Is when he he deserves a lot of. Uh, Credit or or for the the race riots uh, and the lynching of Willie Brown in um, 1919. So Denison was not a lovely name here in Omaha, caused a lot of issues. But um, um, I don't want him to negate all the great progress that our other founders did. And and so there's your history lesson for the city of Omaha. And that history lesson was brought to you by uh, Eagle Mortgage. So we thank them for that. And uh, it's time to take a, a short break. You'll listen to Trenton Maggot and guest co-hosts Mike Reedman and Doug Basson right here on 1110 KFAB. This is Nebraska's news, weather, and traffic station. News Radio 1110 KFAB and KFAB.com and Radio station. Welcome back to the Gromha Show, sponsored by... Uh, NAI MP Dodge and DNM Roofing. I'm Trenton Maggot of NAI MP Dodge. Jeff Beals is on assignment. He's not really power washing my deck. I made that up. I got a few phone calls on that one. Um, he'll be back with us next week, and we're going to have our 15th, 15th anniversary show with all kinds of special guests, with call ins and all kinds of stuff. So definitely uh, listen to us next week. Uh, anyway, filling in for Jeff is Mike Reedman, president of residential sales at MP Dodge Residential, and Doug Basson, urban planning and design manager at HGR. You know, Doug, I'm, I think it's time that you're at least like executive vice president. You've been there for how long? 19 years. Last I week. know you're not all about titles, but listen, HGR, you know, everybody else gets a title, and uh, Doug Basson brings in a lot of business, and, and so... Um, You'll have to play this for your bosses. If they're, I'm sure they're listening. Make sure I get a recording of this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but uh, thank you for coming on. It's, it's great to have you back here. Um, let's start with kind of a residential update. Uh, Mike, I know you're very well prepared as the uh, leader of NP Dodge, and you've been there for, what, 30? Yeah, 30-some <laughs> years. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Looking good. It's been a good run. Yeah, you're still there. Um, so talk to us about, compared to, to, to 2017, how was 2018? Well, actually, uh, 2017, which was a record year, uh, kind of set the bar pretty high. And last year, in total sales and volume, we exceeded uh, 2017. But in units, uh, we were actually down a little bit. So, so so houses are getting more expensive. Well, they are. The median sale price in Omaha continues to, to go up, and uh, a lot of that's due to to demand and supply. You know, during the recession, a lot of the uh, building companies closed down and, and housing production really dropped. So that we still still 
are not back to the level of producing new homes at the same level we were prior to uh, the the recession. But, but I remember like talking about the, you know two thousand eight two thousand ten. Um, between those few periods, I remember that like houses that were like two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars were stale, weren't they? They're were, they're hard they're hard to to get. But now those should be flying off the shelves. Oh, they're flying off the shelves now. In fact, uh, the market is really quite active up into the four hundreds, and then it slows down a little bit, and the upper end is is a little slower than we would like to see it. You know, where million dollar plus homes, on average, are taking about a year to sell. So it is a little bit slower up there. But anything priced, particularly uh, from that hundred thousand to maybe three hundred fifty thousand dollar, those homes you typically sell if they're priced right. If they're in market condition, they'll sell in the first week. Wow, multiple bids. Multiple bids many times. And many times ultimately selling for more more than what the actual asking price was. Now, it was a very, very good year for us. And uh, we we enjoyed the growth in the, in the value of the homes. And as I said, the overall value, value or volume of, uh, of home sales went up, even though units were down. Uh, we're looking to uh, 2019 as being a similar year. In fact, the National Economist are predicting that uh, the markets across the country will be up about 1% over 2018. What about uh, new construction versus existing homes? I know that it's very expensive, you know, especially if you, you know, if you want to go to the new developments that are on the outskirts or whatever, um, there's not a ton of infill, but but how to, to new home construction compare to existing homes from the year before? Well, new construction homes were actually up a little bit uh, as we are gearing up production because there is demand there. And there is an advantage to a new home. Everything is new. Uh, you've got a new furnace, new hot water heater, et cetera. And so, is that on the upper end above 400000 or or is it also on, on um, the, the starter homes and, and celebrity homes? I know they're always active and I see them well, they're, coming through. Yeah, they're quite active. And in we probably are not building a lot of the starter homes. Um, most of the uh, new construction is beyond the reach of uh, what we would consider uh, a starter buyer. So uh, typically new construction will start somewhere in the mid uh, 200s, around 250, and then go on. Now that's, that's new over the last five years, isn't it? Uh, that is, correct. You know, as everything, you know, costs have gone up, so the cost of uh, lumber – uh, all the materials that go in the home, and then also the land underneath it. Uh, the cost of ground has gone up uh, quite a bit around this. So you got to buy the land too. Yeah. So how does that, Douglas San? Uh, how does that compare around? The, I, I know that you you do a lot of land planning for neighborhoods and things like that, but uh, anecdotally, is there any um, comparison to, to around the, the different markets that you work in compared to Omaha? No, I think exactly what Mike said is happening, and it's happening around the country. You know, there's we were just in Dallas, and you know, obviously Dallas is a market unlike any other, and it's just absolutely amazing. But if you look at the middle part of the country, um, what Mike said is you know spot on with what we're seeing. Do you see more mixed use developments in your practice, or more residential land planning for neighborhoods and stuff like that? We're seeing more of an emphasis on creating a special place. Um, and that can mean a lot of things. I mean, that can mean better positioned open space. It can be, uh, you know, more kind of community parks and the homes focused on those parks. And it can mean mixed use, you know, nodes that are focal points of those neighborhoods. So we're starting to see, you know, the folks we work with, what separates them from, you know, all the other neighborhoods that are being constructed. And they're all trying to separate themselves. So they're trying to get as creative as possible. Are, are, are most cities of similar size of Omaha trying to 
invigorate their downtowns and build up as opposed to building out? I think most cities are. I mean, most cities see that, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Uh, so everyone's doing something. It's the level at what each city is doing something. That's what difference among cities. But most cities see the heart and soul as their downtown. Um, but again, most cities, as they grow, they've got, you know, you know peripheral neighborhoods and, and cities and everything else. And each of those cities, you know, similar to what we have, you know, in Omaha with, you know, Elkhorn and Ralston and Papillion and so forth, they're all doing things as well. So it's pretty common. Are other cities as engaged, you know, with their business leaders and their and their, their stakeholders and everything as Omaha? You know, we always get credit for the public-private partnerships and, and you know, public, you know, private money chasing public projects stuff. Do you, do you see that catch on around the country or, or is it just seems easier here? I w- I, you see it in other cities. I think what we have here is really special. I mean, the, the fact, if you look at the riverfront and that $210 million was raised in relatively very short order is an absolutely amazing story. Yeah, yeah I mean, they sit around the table and say, oh, you take this, you take this. It's- well, yeah, and talking to people around the country, uh, Omaha is unique. And the amount of redevelopment going on in our in our central core is uh, unique also. I think a lot of cities are envious of what Omaha has been able to accomplish. Uh, would mm-hmm. you agree, Dave? I would agree. And it's funny because I've heard people say, oh, Omaha is not doing as much. And I think our challenge is if you look at, you know, the Des Moines, the Worlds, and the Kansas cities, they have one very hot area. So all that energy is focused in those areas. If you look at the Omaha metro area, you've got the 100 block of West Broadway. You've got River's Edge. You've got North Downtown. You've got South 10th, South 13th. You've got Blackstone, Dundee, Benson, South Omaha, Exarbon Village. You know, the list goes on and on. And we've got stuff happening in all of those. And if you're able to kind of take all that and look at it comprehensively, it's absolutely amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Absolutely. And then you look at the redevelopment, as you mentioned, along uh, 84th Street, uh, what's going on there. That's a massive uh, project mm-hmm. where they're building a new uh, downtown area. Right yeah, on in La Vista. Yep. La Vista. Yeah, as, as creating their own downtown, basically. Anyway, let's um, let's take a, a quick break. You're listening to Trenton Maggot and Friends on Grow Omaha, 1110 KFAB. We'll be right back in a couple minutes and uh, continue the conversation. Any of Jeff and Trenton, go to kfab.com, click on podcasts, and select Grow Omaha. Thanks, big voice gal. Well, you're listening to Grow Omaha, area's only economic development and commercial real estate radio program. I'm Trenton Maggid, and this show is brought to you by NAI MP Dodge and DNM Roofing. Come to NP Dodge, NAI MP Dodge, for all your commercial real estate needs. Jeff and Trenton are there, along with about 30 other professionals. And uh, we specialize in anything business real estate. Think leasing, sales, investments, um, office, industrial, retail, uh, anything you need. You can reach us at naiNPDodge.com or give us a call at 402-255-6060. You're brought... You're joining Trent Maggot and here with friends with Mike Reedman of NP Dodge and Doug Basson of HDR. And uh, our discussion, we were talking about residential and what's happening in Omaha. Let's go and talk about HDR's new location, Doug. When when did you move in? Uh, we were all officially moved in uh, <laughs> that first week in December. So we've been in uh, for just over a month, everyone. And I'd say we couldn't be happier. Um 
<clears throat> you know, from the, the spaces. Eight-story building or nine-story building? Ten-story building, yep. It, it grew, wow. It this grew. is right at Exarbet on uh, 67th Street, and uh, usually had about 900 to 1,000 employees to one of the most successful mixed-use developments in Omaha. And uh, not too far away from uh, 84th and Dodge, but uh, everything's new. Everything? What, what's your view from your desk? I look to the west out over the village um, to, towards the College of St. Mary's and the 72nd Street Corridor. So, yeah, there's not a bad view from the building. That's awesome. Is that place big enough for you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all fit very nicely in there. Um, it, it's great. We're all under one roof. We had been in three buildings before. Um, I was laughing the other day. I was trying to get out the door, and it took me probably about an extra half hour because I ran into people that I normally wouldn't have run into, and we were able to talk shop. So it's it's doing what it was intended to. It's 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 causing the collaboration, and that's a really good thing. It's it's more productive. Yep, more productive. You know, it's it's a benefit to the village. Um, you know, I was in a restaurant the other day at lunchtime, and I'd say about seventy five percent of the people in the restaurant were HDR employees. So yeah, I'm sure know, Picklemans and everybody else over there uh, enjoys it. And there's a couple more buildings going up right now, and. Uh, it's almost filled out. Village is filling in. Yeah, only a few sites remaining. That's that, that's amazing. The uh, so let's talk about you. You've got so many projects, and and you know the thing that we talked about the 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 tri park area. Give us an overview. You know, there's been a lot of articles about that. What, what's your role in that? I'm on the uh, working group, um, so kind of the project leadership team. Uh, so been along from the very beginning of that. But really, you know, that, that's, it's going to be an amazing uh, story. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, addressing the mall, and it's had some serious issues in the past to, you know, kind of uniting it with the riverfront and getting true access to the riverfront. You know, the whole idea is what can be done to make this a catalyst for additional development downtown? And what do people want? What do residents want and need? Um, so, you know, this is going to be chock full of amenities. It's going to be programmed, um, you know, virtually every single day. So there's going to be all sorts of activities activities, really what Omaha needs to take that next leap forward. Well, can you give us a little uh, insight to how they're going to phase that project? Phasing is it's, it's a complicated matter. Uh, right now, uh, the mall is going to be the first element uh, that's going to be addressed. That's the easiest. It's away from the river. The river has some challenges. There's a lot of permitting issues. Uh, so, you know, from the get-go. So it'll raise. So we'll, we'll, you're, you'll drain it first. See if you can find the stuff that I lost in there when I was fishing. No, uh, <laughs> here's here's I, Trenton's lure. I can't imagine what's in there, but but anyway, so the idea is to bring it up to street level, right? A good chunk of it. There's still going to be a lot of water, um, especially east of 11th Street. There will be the the water feature there that will be addressed, kind of cleaned up, and um, and there will be some amenities around that. But everything east or west of 11th Street will be. What is a Discovery Park? Discovery Pavilion, it's an idea right now, only a thought. Um, there, there's a large Destination Children's Playground that's going to be constructed um, on the like Lewis Millennial Park. Park in Chicago. Ex- uh, Maggie Daly Park, exactly. So huge playground should be a draw uh, for people not just from Council Bluffs, Omaha, but the region. I mean, What's we're talking- Maggie Daly? Maggie Daly is the big uh, Destination Children's Playground. It's it's connected to Millennium Park in Chicago. Is that where the—so you got the you got uh, water features spraying up and— You've got a video, like big glass sculpture of the video. That, that's Millennium. So if you cross uh, uh, Riverside Drive, um, you've got Maggie Daly on the other side. And that's at about 90% of that park is focused on children. And it's all sorts of children's, you know, playgrounds, play. Mayor Daly's daughter or wife or something, I wonder? I'm not sure how that name, probably. I, I, with that yeah. name, you would think. In it's Chicago. Somebody Daly, in their family yeah. on that. Yep. But, you know, the first phase, you're going to fill it in. They're going to create what's 
called a great lawn. Is that what I understand? Exactly. A large lawn space that's programmable. Um, so events can be held there. Um, Santa, so, you know, Santa, so here, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, there, it's going to be a large open space, and yes. there will be a pavilion, and you can have performances, you know, off to the side. There's going to be an, a smaller children's playground. There's going to be dog park. There's going to be an art garden and so forth. So there are a lot of things, you know, that will, I think, draw, you know, families, uh, millennials, young professionals, seniors, you know, the whole spectrum. That's what it's designed to. And then the second phase, I understand, is going to go a lot closer to the river. In fact, there's even going to be a cantilever out over the uh, railroad tracks so people can get right down by the river. Is that correct? Exactly. Up to now, it's been tough to get to the river because you've got the flood wall and the rail line. Uh, so we're calling it the overbuild. It's basically a bridge over the railroad tracks that will allow you to look out over the river and really get up close and personal with the river. Um, so there will be, a by line of sight, a clean line you know, all the way from the mall to the riverfront. And it will mm-hmm. really, in effect, connect back to the river. How are you going to clean the river? Big strainer, big big strainer. Big, yeah. Could you imagine the, the 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 carcasses and the? Could you You know, it's funny because I know one of the other projects you're involved. In, we'll come back to this, but I, I went and took a tour of the buildings on the other side of the river, on the east side, looking at Omaha from, from River's Edge. Yep. For some reason, I don't know if it was the sun that day or whatever, but the river actually almost looked blue, and. I've always seen it from this side. It just looks brown. Well, mighty, Chicago, the they put food coloring in during the... Um, um, oh, yeah, the green. Saint, yeah, the green Saint river. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, there's yeah. a guy the uh, river Maybe green. there's a way we could we could shine lights on it, kind of like the... Um, kind of like they did with the, with the bridge. You know, just have different colors shine on the on the river. Trenton, I'll throw that out there as a recommendation, and yeah, we'll get back with you on that one. Yeah. I think it was Walter and <laughs> Suzanne Scott that's the foot of the bill for the... The lighting on the on the 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 bob, so maybe we get somebody to shine shine light on the uh, colored light on the river. Yeah, there you go. Great idea, Trenton. <laughs> Any others? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's let, let's talk about um, let's talk about the other side of the river. You, the HDR and you are involved in you call it River's Edge. Yep. And uh, there, there's going to be a high end condo project there next to. Where iOS Foundation and other tenants will be, I, I toured that office building that Nautilus developing. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about that project and how it's going. So at the base of the Bob Carey Pedestrian Bridge on the Iowa side is a new project called River's Edge. It's a mixed-use neighborhood um, developed by uh, Nautilus in association with uh, the City of Council Bluffs and Iowa West Foundation. And I would encourage, if anyone has not been over there to see it yet, go over there. You'll be absolutely amazed. It's yeah, spring... It's- it sprang to life virtually it's, it's overnight. Really, that's the old Playland Park area. If yeah, you remember so, that. So, there's, mm-hmm. but there's 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 condos. There's re, there's small there's, amount of retail. Yep, you've got the 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 landing pavilion. You've got uh, apartments. You've got some mixed use buildings. Uh, you have the office building that you mentioned. Um, there's the uh, condo tower uh, that uh, should hopefully you know break ground here uh, this coming year. And that was a national developer that came in to do that. Yep, out of Chicago. So it's it's really you know it's very similar to Exarbon Village or, or or Heartwood Preserve. I mean it's going to be a mixed use walkable you know urban center and it's at the landing of the Ped Bridge. So you know people are always saying oh you know that's the bridge to nowhere. Now you've got a bridge to somewhere. So it's going to be I think really amazing. You got great views of Omaha too. Yeah. The, in fact, the look back across the river might even be better than the Omaha to Council Bluffs. You, you've got the skyline and everything else. So, Okay, now what is the Ralston Hinge Master Plan? 
Uh, we're working with the city of Ralston right now on a master They're plan. They're not changing their name, are they? They are not changing their name. No, it's it's the hinge. It's the area between the arena along 72nd Street and their downtown. So okay. we're at the beginning phases of that process. You know, most cities, uh, you know, around the region and the country are looking at how do you how do you advance? How do you keep doing something? How do you draw people to your uh, to your community? So this is a project that looks at you know some potential available land and how can we redevelop that and really create a draw. And again, working off of what downtown Ralston has to offer um, and just make really a special place that will benefit the community. You know, guys, we talked a little bit about during the break about um, La Vista's, uh, you know, La Vista never really had a downtown. It was kind of the House of Nines and and it was kind of a bedroom community. And now they are, um, took an old retail, dead retail area on 84th Street. The city of La Vista is only one mile wide from uh, Harrison to Giles and um they're going to do a concert venue, indoor-outdoor, and all this kind of stuff. And it'll be very interesting to see if people will go back. You know, they're, they're recreating, but it's really how important from Ralston and, and La Vista and Papillion in these areas to have something unique and get destination um, activities for, for people to come. I mean, you know, from people all over, what's to draw them into these uh, communities? Well, I think it goes back to people crave great urbanity. And when I say great urbanity. Urbanity, I yeah, like it. Think, think of how. the name of your band? Yeah, it's, it's our new band that we're just starting up, the three of us. Yeah. So, so think of Howard Street and the Old Market. Think of, uh, you know, Dundee. Think of Benson, you know, a couple blocks. When you think of a, you know, of Omaha, you probably have 20 some blocks of really great urbanity, mixed use, walkable neighborhoods, retail, outdoor cafes, and so forth. And when you sit there and think of a metro area of almost a million people, we should have thousands and thousands of blocks of great urbanity. So people desire this. I mean, people are interactive type, you know, that, that's that's in our DNA. So I think what you see is you see uh, communities like La Vista, Ralston, Papillion, um, you know, they have these vestiges of their old downtowns. Well, everyone wants to kind of enhance those because people want to go where they can still interact. You know, we talk about everyone's still on their iPhones, but at the end of the day, everyone still craves interaction um, and, 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 and dealing with people. So, so that's what these communities are doing and creating those focal points for their community because if you don't have those, what are you as a community? You know, you, you have to be able to point to something, and usually that's a great mixed-use area where you can go dine, be entertained, you can live, work, shop, and play. I've got my urbanity shots. You guys, have you been immunized yet? Yeah. <laughs> Where did that term come from? I just made it up. He just pulled out of his yeah. head. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see if Merriam-Webster picks that thing up for next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah word of words. the year next yeah, year. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I like it. How about um, Papillion Comp Plan? What's going on there? Uh, we're uh, working with JEO uh, in the city of Papillion, just, again, charting the path for the future. And Papillion really has some amazing things going. I mean, if you look at their Lincoln Road corridor and you've got this series of NRD lakes and the parks and it ties in with downtown, they want to continue that. So we're look, trying to get out in advance of the development, looking at the watersheds, looking at where they could have a series of greenways. And as neighborhoods develop, they can all be interconnected with those greenways and really create a special opportunity for residents, you know, as, as Sarpy County continues to boom and Papillion continues to boom, to create that framework that really makes it an amazingly special place to be. Sounds good. We're going to take a really quick break here. Please stick with us. You're listening to The Gromaw Show on 1110 KFAB. Uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes. You know what comes after like? Like News Radio 1110 KFAB on Facebook and find out. 
Welcome back to the Gromaha Show. I'm Trenton Magid, and uh, Jeff has the weekend off, but he'll be back next week where we do our 15th anniversary show, 5,000-something days since our, our, our start of this show in 2004, and we're very excited to uh, have all of you here. I'm joined today, filling in for Jeffrey, uh, by Mike Reedman, who's head of presidential is president of residential sales at NP Dodge, and Doug Bassan uh, with HDR. Guys, with a few minutes we have left, uh, I want to have your predictions and your thoughts about coming into the new year. And from a residential standpoint in Omaha, Nebraska, and surrounding areas, Mike Reedman, what do you think? Well, we're gonna we're looking forward to a very strong market next year. Uh, we believe that we'll be up from this uh, past year. You just picked up a couple hundred million dollars with a business with new brokers, right? Well, we did we did do that. But, you know, there's a lot of pent-up demand. And it, I don't know if you heard the uh, jobs report yesterday and uh, where uh, 319,000 new jobs were created, far exceeded what the economists had predicted. But along with that, they also talked about wage growth. And so wage growth was up 3%. And so now uh, wage, wages, when wages are going up, people are feeling good, they got excess money, and what's the first thing you want to do is buy a bigger home. And so we're, we'll be there to serve them. Plus, there's a lot of pent-up demand in the first-time home buyers. You know, they, we've built a lot of apartments over the last decade, and a lot of those people in there now have matured, and they're getting to the point where they would like to have a place of their own. And so there's a lot of pent-up demand there. So we think it's going to be a good year. Interest rates are very, very attractive. As, uh, as you mentioned with Eagle Mortgage, uh, we're uh, sub-5%. Now, we think the rates will get up over 5% next year, but probably low to middle 5%, which is still a very, very affordable rate. And uh, we think it's going to do a lot to uh, keep stimulating the market. We're going to have a very robust real estate market next year. What do you think, Doug? You know, we think the same thing. It's it's going to be an amazing year. You know, I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about downtown, but we talked about the uh, the riverfront, the Gene Leahy Mall and the riverfront. You know, that project's going to kick off. Um, you've got Heinz and what they're doing on the ConAgra site. That's going to yeah. start. You've got the Builders District and, and Kiewit's new headquarters. I mean, downtown is going to be a construction zone. And it's going to be exciting. And and each of those projects should be a catalyst for something else. So we think there that there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline. And it's really exciting times for not just next year, but the following years. And that Millwork District where the ASHA building and the old uh, Mastercraft is it's kind of the impetus to, to grow that area and expand that Kiwit district. Exactly. They're all working together, feeding off each other. So I, I, I foresee really good times happening for the next several years. Yeah, it's amazing the repurposing the building. And what's interesting, and we call this the lightning round, and, and as Jeff said during the break, it's the iconic uh, Pomida building uh, brought to you by um, Modern Work Suites. Go to modernworksuites.com. It's 88th and F Street. And if you haven't been through there, it's 50,000 square foot of shared workspace. And here's an old warehouse building that um, our friend Kurt Brandon put a lot of money into. And if, if you're moving out of your, your garage or out of your home or just you have a whole group of people, 30 people, that can go in there and have really flexible uh, space in the middle of the city right off I-80 and uh, 84th Street. So check out modernworksuites.com. But I think that's really been the theme. You know, you're working with a lot of new projects as well, but it, it just seems like the last couple of years and, and moving into 2019 – is the transformation and of older buildings and, and older sites and tearing things down and rebuilding and building them higher. And that talk about Doug about how that helps our infrastructure and schools and and everything else as far as not expanding on a, on a, a geographical geographically, right. but staying within the the surrounds. Well, you, 
you hit on it. I mean, real quick, you've got infrastructure in place, so we're not having to build new infrastructure. So we're reusing existing sites, and that's just inherently better because we have that capacity already. Um, so you're not having to make new investment. You're able to utilize what you currently have. So it's a, it's a, it's a very good thing, and it's it's you know it's it's what cities have always done. You know, since day one, cities you know reinvent themselves continually. So do you think we'll see a streetcar uh, make progress in, in the next year? I, I think it would benefit and help everything that's trying to happen. There's a finance committee that's looking at financing mechanisms for it. So I think within a very short amount of time, you know, we should have some decisions on that. That's awesome. Guys, I really appreciate you filling in for Jeff. I knew it took two of you, but uh, you always do a great job. Welcome back to the show. Doug Basson with HDR and Mike Reedman, our uh, old faithful when it comes to uh, giving us the residential update. You're listening to Trenton Maggot and Friends on 1110 KFAB. Come back next week for the anniversary show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.